someone's remains in it. <laughs> Human remains Ew. are in this yeah. box. Yeah, they're in a can. It's a gold can in a box, and it says the remains of Sarah Cram. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Who so- is Sarah Cram? 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 Hey, what's up? Uh, this is Alcarto, and welcome to another episode of the Bad For You podcast. Um, let's start with some bad news. As you remember in the last episode, I was sitting in my bathroom uh, and discussing a can of human remains that had come into my possession. And then suddenly it came to life. I thought the can of remains was going to haunt me and spook me, but it just wanted to thank me for all the fun we've had. And wanted to work for my podcast. I worked out a deal. So obviously, just like anybody else, I was more than excited to have a can of human remains uh, work for me. What I didn't expect was just how important and exciting this, uh, this new development would be to the whole entire northeast region of the United States of America. I was asked to go on uh, the TJ show a couple mornings and discuss Sarah Cram, and I was getting emails, I was getting phone calls, I was getting death threats, all this stuff is happening, and uh, she stops answering my texts, my calls, and she sends back an emoji of a middle finger next to a bag of money. So anyway, I got producer Matt from the radio show to come on, we talked about a few things, but also he told me a little bit about some phone calls he got that Sarah might find interesting. She told me she might stop by later, so we'll see. All right, so I got my friend Matt here. Uh, hey. What's going on, man? Not too much. Uh, Lovely bathroom. Oh, thank you. Thanks for coming. Uh, Matt's producer on the TJ Show on 103.3 Amp Radio. Yeah. And he also has an Instagram called Chocolate Chip Boston. Correct. At Chocolate Chip Boston. My mission is to find the best chocolate chip cookie in all of the city of Boston. Because you can get a chocolate chip cookie most places. Uh, I think a lot of places you wouldn't even expect to have chocolate chip cookies have them like pizza places sometimes have chocolate chip cookies I've had a couple great pizza place cookies um, you know even fast food places uh, everyone likes to talk about how underrated the the subway chocolate chip cookie is but you wouldn't think going into a place like that that you could get a chocolate chip cookie but you can and the whole purpose of the Instagram account is just to let people know exactly uh, what they're in for awesome so like is there how, how do you know when you find the best cookie that's the thing. I haven't given a rating higher than 9.3 for a uh, for a, a commercially available cookie. I did give a friend's home-baked cookie a 9.9 once, but that was just because I wanted to, you know, be nice. And it, it is truly a genuinely good cookie. I, I would have given a 9.9 if I got it from a store. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the idea of doing home-baked cookies or doing cookies that are slightly not chocolate chip. Like, you know, you can go to the Doubletree Hotel and they'll leave you like a fresh-baked chocolate chip cookie and oatmeal cookie. Yeah. On your, you know, it's like, that's not a chocolate chip cookie. That's a chocolate chip oatmeal cookie. There needs to be a line. Or whatever. Exactly. So I'm trying to keep it as standard as possible. Although I will say chocolate chunk uh, is permitted in my in my ruling. Uh, I believe large so. chip. Yeah, exactly. It's basically just a big chip. And because the thing is, if I were to stick to the chocolate chip rule, it wouldn't be fair to some of the cookies that use the really tiny chocolate chips, some that use the bigger ones. So chocolate chunks are essentially chocolate chip cookies, just the chocolate is shaped differently. So, yeah. So how many spots have you been to, roughly? 
Um, I've been to uh, coming up on I believe seventy right now, maybe a little more. Jeez. I had to start an Excel spreadsheet to keep track. I've only been doing this <laughs> since the start of January. We welcome people to bring in their spreadsheets, though. Right. Oh, I could pull it up actually. <laughs> if you really wanted to see that. Right. It's a Google. It's actually a Google spreadsheet, so I have it available on the go. That's nice. Yeah. So what do you got here? You got a cookie. I got a cookie here. Yep. It's uh, from some place I believe called Molly's Coffee Roasters in uh, Andrew Square. I'm actually going to open up the picture I took there so that I can confirm that because I would hate to plug a restaurant without uh, getting it right. It's yeah. like a classic chocolate chip cookie. That's right. It's called Molly's Farmhouse Cookies. Okay. So we're going to review this again. I brought one for you too. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Now, first impressions of this cookie, it's, um, it, you can see the dough lines on it. Like it almost looks like an uneven, like desert of dough. You see that? What I'm talking about on yeah, top? It is deserty. Yeah, it's deserty because it's like as if the wind was sweeping through it and it's developed some texture on top. Is that top. a good sign? I think so because that is a sign of freshness. It's a sign that it wasn't in there. I think something, there's something wrong with cookies that are too perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, a cookie that looks kind of off and messed up and almost Shaped. Picasso. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know it was not mass produced. You know that it has more of like a home cooked kind of feel to it. Mm -hmm. So I like, I like what, I'm, uh, what I'm seeing with this one. I imagine that it's gonna be uh, soft at the very least at the core, but judging by the feel of it, I feel like it's gonna be pretty soft along the edges too, at least not too crunchy. Have you ever started a cookie and you, you love it and by the end you've changed your mind? Or the other way yeah, yeah um, I don't know if I've loved a cookie at first and then hated it by the end, but there's definitely been times where I've eaten it and said, okay. And then as the cookie's gone on, it's not gotten any better and it's just been kind of a burden to eat. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a place called Sweet Bakery that have a few locations around Boston, one of which is in Harvard Square, and they're mostly a cupcake place, but they do a chocolate chip cookie. And so I got that and it was just bad. It was a, it sucked. It was one of the worst cookies I've ever had in my life and it actually was a horrible experience trying to get through it. I only got about halfway through before I had to throw it away because wow. it was hurting my teeth, it was hurting my stomach, it was just a bad cookie. So stick to their cupcakes if you go to sweet. But yeah, um, so we're gonna take a bite of this now, I guess, right? Yeah. This is, we're, we're talking Molly's Farmhouse cookie here. Okay. So texture-wise, it's kind of what I expected. It's um, ever so slightly crunchy around the outer ring, but like nothing over the top. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I'm not a sweets guy usually. Really? So for me, it's like it seems pretty standard as a cookie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't have too much of like that fresh baked cookie taste to it. Mm -hmm. You know, something that just came out of the oven. It um, does have a little bit of the coffee house flavor to it. Like you can almost taste the coffee beans in the air. Do you taste that? I, I taste like a little hint of the coffee. Like you can tell, because this place certainly focuses on coffee. They have like a million flavors of it. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me too much that it tastes like what's been roasting in the surrounding area. Yeah, I can taste that a bit. Yeah. It's very flat. Um, flatness can be a good thing um, if there's a lot of flavor packed into the cookie. Mm -hmm. But because there's a lot of flavor, I don't think this really necessarily benefits from being flat. It does bring out the texture of the chocolate though. Like the chocolate really stands out. 
So I like that. All right. Now I'm about halfway through the picture or through the cookie. I'm going to take a picture because I like people to be able to see the insides of the cookie. And I step by step. Yeah, exactly. You, you got to see what it looks like on the outside and on the inside. Just like people, man. <laughs> if only people were as simple as cookies. I truly believe cookies are better than people. And I've been over this before on my account, but, you know, cookies, if you don't like them, you can just throw them away. I'm having a cookie guy and I agree with you. Yeah. See, you say you're not a cookie guy, you're not a sweets guy. I respect that. I, as you know this about me, I don't drink, I don't do drugs, and sweets is really my only vice. Mm -hmm. It's something that I know is bad for me. But I could consider an addiction, you know, not on nearly, you know, the same level as like a drug addiction. But I think, is, don't they say anything can be addictive, right? If it triggers the dopamine in your brain and your brain becomes addicted to that thing. For me, that's seen that My Strange Addiction. Oh, there you go. Talking about earlier, yeah. Great show. <clears throat> it's a great show. Mm. You've already finished your cookie. Yeah, no. I don't like cookies, I say, and then I'm, right. I'm mounted down. No. So what do you think I'm underrating on this cookie? I mean, here's the other thing that I run into when I'm starting to think about rating these cookies is I try to leave my experience at the place out of it and focus solely on the cookies. Yeah. Because this is a situation where I really liked the place a lot. The lady was super friendly, even though she was complaining that she was like, oh. I just baked these cookies. Like as if now I was a burden to her by buying up the cookies she just made. Now she has to go bake more cookies. She's <laughs> like, tired, man. She's tired. She just wanted to have them on display. So, but other than that, like I thought she was really nice. I liked the little hometown coffee shop kind of feel to it. Uh, and I always feel bad rating local coffee shops lower than I do some of the chains, but I gotta be honest, right? And I gotta be impartial. But I don't think it's a bad cookie at all. I think it's very solid. Um, the coffee flavor might be a plus for some people. And like I said, I do approve of the texture. I'm gonna give it a 7.75, just like I did with uh, the other cookies that I was talking about. Uh, the C plus. The C plus, which again, <clears throat> is a very good rating. I think it's a good, it's a good cookie. Anything over an eight is a great cookie. Anything over nine is an awesome cookie. Mm -hmm. So this is a good cookie. I think. Would you have it again? Yes, but I wouldn't go out of my way. Okay. If I happened to be there, yeah. I'd say anything over an 8.5, I might go out of my way. All right, cool. But that's why I'm glad you say that because the pipe. That's the, the drums the sink is playing. Musical interlude. <laughs> you don't even need to mix music in anymore. I made it easier. Mm. But <clears throat> no, so um, what was I say? Oh yeah, you, earlier you asked about like how do I know when I found the best cookie? Yeah, I'm saving that ten out of ten rating for a cookie that is genuinely life changing, and by that I mean like habit changing, completely changes my perspective on cookies altogether. Something that I eat that makes me never want to eat another cookie again. That will be the cookie that gets the 10 out of 10. Uh, I have my eye on the actual Toll House because here's your cookie fact of the day. Did you know that in Whitman, Massachusetts, the chocolate chip cookie was invented? No. 
Toll House invented chocolate chip cookies here in Massachusetts. Isn't that something? And you can actually go visit the Toll House and get cookies. So you're going to do that? Absolutely. That is on my list to do. That is on my cookie bucket list. Like, in a way, I want you to find the ultimate cookie, but mm-hmm. I also don't want you to because I feel like that'd be the end. Right. Yeah, well, yeah no, that, but here's the thing. In order to know that you truly have found the best, you need to keep going on and, you know, comparing everything to that cookie. And, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. It, it, it may happen, but I will continue to eat cookies until I've eaten every cookie in Boston, I think. Until I'm completely tapped out. There are already a few neighborhoods that I've totally tapped out. Like, I've eaten every single chocolate chip cookie in Faneuil Hall at this point. Um, I've nearly tapped out the North End, if you can believe it, with all those bakeries there. Really? Nearly. Unless there are some little Italian restaurants or super expensive Italian restaurants that have cookies as like a dessert on the menu. Yeah. I haven't tried those yet. But uh, at all the little tiny shops in the North End, for the most part, done that. Alston is just about done. Uh, you know, I hit up uh, Harvard Square a lot because it's close to me. Uh, that's pretty much done. So, you know... With any luck, I'll be done with this by the end of the year. I mean, this right now we're in Dorchester. This is about as far south as I've gone. Yeah. So, but that's why I'm also not just limiting myself to Boston, but also Greater Boston, because obviously Harvard Square, Cambridge, that's not Boston. Uh, I, you know, Whitman, where they invented Toll House cookies, that's not Boston. No. But you know, anything within reasonable driving distance of Boston, that counts. I will go there and I will rate that cookie. Yeah. Well, I hope you find it someday soon. Thank you. The cookie. I hope I do too. And uh, thanks for coming to my bathroom and talking with me. Thank you for letting me talk, man. This has been fun. Hello, Garrett. Hey, Sarah, what's up? Well, I just stopped by to get my things. What do you want? Well, I know you're a big star and stuff now, and you're very important, but uh, producer Matt was uh, telling me some interesting stuff earlier I think you should hear. Oh, I don't know if I have the time. Well, check this out. All right, Matt, so I have a problem. I uh, mm-hmm. talked to you guys earlier on the radio. Yeah. Sarah Cram. Yeah, you were great. Yeah, talking to her about, like, you know, Night of Cram, telling a little bit about her history. And ever since that, she's starting to think she's a big star. Yeah. Oh, no. She's getting that diva thing going on? It was really quick. Oh, God. She went out, she got some new sunglasses. Oh, man. She hasn't answered my calls. <laughs> she's cutting everyone off. She's posting pictures left and right. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I don't know. Sarah Kardashian. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I was wondering, what did the people think when they heard the interview? Was it like a positive thing? Well, we got a lot of feedback. Mm -hmm. Sarah Cram is a very controversial figure. Uh, You know, people were saying, you know, poor Sarah. What about her ashes? But there was also some, you know, Sarah was probably, if nobody cared about her ashes, she was probably a horrible person. Uh, Sarah's not all that special. Uh, she's clearly forgotten about by her family. She must have been a forgettable person. Jeez. Yeah. People people are pretty mean if they uh, if they don't know the person that they're talking to. Yeah, I feel like I've given Sarah a great home. We celebrate sure. her. You know. Well, I clothe her. But are you going to continue to celebrate her if she keeps giving you the cold shoulder like this? That's the thing. Yeah. You know. So I. You know. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, here's. I think some of the people are kind of onto something when they called in and said that they thought that, you know, Sarah was forgettable. Sarah must have not have been that great. Also, she she died in what 1940. We're thinking, yeah, around there. Yeah, I mean, people were kind of assholes back then. You know, you had like two separate bathrooms for people to pee in, depending on your race. Like, who's to say that Sarah wasn't like in favor of that? You know, we don't know. 
Uh, That's a great question to ask. Right? Was Sarah a racist? <laughs> oh, my God. That, okay. She could she could have very well been. She lived in the racist era. She was most likely racist. She probably was. Mm -hmm. She was a hate-filled woman. Yeah, and she was a hateful woman because she lived in Massachusetts, and then when she died, she you know her she got burned, and then they just decided to leave her ashes behind because they didn't need that kind of hate around them anymore. And like at first, I thought she was nice, right? But how much can I trust but, somebody who's stored in Lawrence for twenty five years? Yeah, exactly. That's a tough place to be nice in. Exactly, it's true. You got to be tough to be living in Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Also, you, you know, you're white, so she probably doesn't have a problem with you. That's true. So I yeah I don't know man I think uh, I think she may not be all that she thinks she is. Okay. I think you I think you've been really nice and welcoming to her, but I don't know man you know you know how old people just kind of have no filter and they can say whatever's on their mind just because they're old. Yeah. They'll say you know I don't don't talk to that man over there he I, I don't know you know the, the you kids and your tattoos whatever they say whatever old people say. Yeah, she has a little, a, bit, a little bit of that to her, but like sometimes I forget she's just a can, you know? Right. Of human remains. Well, that's what she is now. She likes to watch basketball and, uh -huh. you know. Yeah, it's kind of like when uh, somebody turns like, you know, 30, 40 years old and they still think that they're like 21. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're not that anymore. Sarah is not a person anymore. She is a can of dust. The drums are back. <laughs> that's Sarah. That's Sarah. Chiming in. Yeah, I'm gonna have to talk to her about this. Knock her off her high horse a bit. She's kind of, it's not being very cool to me lately. So what do you think about that, Sarah? I'm appalled! If I'm a racist, then why did I have sex with John Marshall Jones? I'm sorry, Sarah, but I don't have any idea who that is. Are you kidding? John Marshall Jones played the father on Smart Guy. Oh. He was also in Con Air in two episodes of the TV series Bones. Oh shit, Bones? I love that show. Oh yes, it's a wonderful show. I don't think it's ever got its fair chance. I completely agree, Sarah. But uh, yeah, with that evidence, I guess it's pretty hard to call you a racist after all. I see, I'm not a racist. But I must be off, I'm too good and expensive to be on this crummy program. Come back when you have money to give. Oh, come on, Sarah. I'll come back and be an assistant on your program when you have... Five thousand dollars! Five thousand dollars? Huh. Well, I guess that's not a bad rate for the most popular can of ashes in the world. I'll see what I can do, Sarah. We don't want you to continue to save diapers and sniff and bite them. So that's going to do it for this episode of Bad For You. Uh, make sure to check out the next episode, too. It's going to be a Jose Canseco-centric episode. Uh, go way back with the guy and have some stories to share. All right, see you.